hey Grace, we just want you to know how much we are glad that we as a church, even though we're not meeting together in person for Christmas Eve, have the opportunity and the ability uh, through God's general graces to meet together in this way, where we as a church family can focus in together and think about what has taken place when we consider Christmas Eve and how God has brought us together as His people that we are a body of believers scattered about for the sake of the name of Jesus in our community and to the ends of the earth. We're going to spend some time tonight in John chapter 1. Now, when you think of the Bible and you think of the Christmas story, you may not think of what takes place in John chapter 1. But I love this passage because God gives us a cosmic picture of Christmas. How the God who was and is and is to come is altogether working. And he has called us to be people who respond to him over and over and over. I'm going to give you a couple of options. One is, I'm going to read through the text. If you would like, rather than me reading through the text for you, you may um, mute your television or your computer or your phone and take the Bible out yourself there with your family and read this passage aloud. And then come back to me as I walk through this text with us. Again, John chapter 1, picking up in verse 1, 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Him, and apart from Him, not one thing was created that has been created. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through him, yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but born of God. The word became flesh, and dwelt among us. We observed his glory, The glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him and exclaimed, This was the one of whom I said, The one coming after me ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. Indeed, we have all received grace upon grace from his fullness. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God the one and only Son, who is himself God and is at the Father's right hand. He has revealed him. When we look at this text, we're reminded that God, again, has always been at work, is at work, and will be at work moving into the future. In one of the most unique years in history, we as a church family sit down together tonight and we think about the idea That our God is present. That our God has not stopped being for us. That our God cares for us. And then we look and we think about this idea of this baby in a manger. Though this passage doesn't necessarily mention the word baby. It shares of his incarnation. 
that Jesus would come and dwell in our midst. And we get to think about this truth. That Christmas is never a celebration of less than that baby, but it is always a celebration of more. What is the more for those of us who are followers of Jesus? What is the more for those of us who would sit together on one of the busiest nights of the year, turn on whatever device you're using to watch this worship gathering, and consider why we would choose to do this with all of the hustle and bustle that we need to be hustling and bustling, we are going to do this together. That we would look together and we would consider the teachings of Scripture together. That we would consider what was exactly swaddled in those swaddling clothes. That we would think about how God, making Himself known to us, has significantly changed us, has changed the world in which we live, and has changed the future of everything Because we have God who was in the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with Him. And the Word was God. This baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. This baby in a manger. This baby in a manger made everything. Everything that has been made. Every good thing that has been made. All the things in this created order were made by Him. At this moment, if you're there and you're with friends, I would invite you to pause the video, to pause this recording, or just to take a moment and think through this. Share with one another the, great, the things that God has made that you are grateful for. Share things with your family, with your kids, with your loved ones there in this, in this space, things that you are thankful for. If you happen to be watching by yourself, what if you were to take this time to shoot a text message or some type of message to a friend letting them know that the God who was wrapped in swaddling clothes, this God in a manger who we know as Jesus, who made everything, let them know that you what you are thankful that He made. Think through that together. Now, not only do we have a God who made everything that we see in this text, who is very present in this passage... We have a God who sheds light everywhere. Yes, friends, this baby in a manger sheds light everywhere. Verses 4 and 5 read this way. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. The light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. The Word cut through the darkness before creation, and now pierces the darkness within it. The Word become flesh and dwelt among us, who is simultaneously this baby in a manger, cuts through the darkness that surrounds. Have we ever had what feels like a darker year? An economically dark year. A year that is dark in regards to health in crisis. A year that is full of things that, we're, that remind us of the depravity of the human heart. Yet this Jesus who we claim to have relationship with, this baby in a manger who is the Word become flesh, cuts through that darkness. He rejects it. He, he says that this darkness does not get to reign and this darkness does not get to rule. At our home we have kids sharing rooms and when kids share rooms... 
You have different types of people in the room. You've got your bunk beds, bunk, bunk. And when you look at the bunk beds, you have more than likely one child who does not like when the light comes in and another one who does. We have one who rejects it, one who responds to it. When we look at this text, we see that Jesus is in a world and He is saying that the light that He would declare to everything, the light that He would share to everyone, that there will be some who reject it and that then there will be those of us who respond to it, respond favorably to it. In this moment, I would encourage you, if you are a follower of Jesus, to take just a moment to do a couple of things. One, if you have friends and family who have never placed their faith in the person of Jesus who've rejected the light, who've rejected the Word become flesh, who seeks to dwell among us, who've rejected this baby in a manger, who is the Word become flesh, who is God. Would you pray that they would walk away from their rejection to Him and respond to Him? That they would trust in Him. That they would believe in Him. Because He is shedding light. And make no mistake, friends, He possibly is shedding light through them, through you to them even now. Would we pray for those who are far from Jesus rejecting His light? Would you take a moment to pray that you would continue to respond favorably to the light that is Jesus? That your life would line up with the light that He wants to present? Because the text tells us that the Word become flesh and dwelt among us, that He is the light in our midst... We are encouraged to know that not only is He the light that is in our midst, that He is the true light of the world, but because of the relationship that He offers us, we too are lights in this world, lights in the darkness. Would we consider that we can favorably display Him to the ends of the earth? That we can display Him on the corner of our neighborhood? That we've been called to be the light that is Jesus? As we look at the text, we continue, we see that that invitation that Jesus offers, He, he invites everyone. He, he is exclusive for sure. You've come to faith in Me. You trust the baby in a manger. The Word become flesh who would dwell among us. But you also see that He is inviting those who are far from Him. So this light that shines is inviting people even now. Verses 9-13. through 13. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through him. And yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, to all who did receive him, he gave the right to be the children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent, or of the will of the flesh, or the will of man, but of God. We see in the passage that God is inviting even now. That God is offering an opportunity to know him even now. That his own people prefer the darkness to the light. But that God has said to those of us who have believed in this Jesus, who have received the baby in a manger, who was the Word became flesh, that chose to dwell among us, he invites us into his story. This eternal story that's been being told since the very beginning, before there ever was a beginning, that God would invite us to be in him. And that you don't have to be from a certain family. You don't have to be from a certain race or a certain nationality. You don't even have to have a certain financial status. The only thing that you need to be in relationship with God is a response to the light. A response to the word that became flesh and dwelt among us who happened to be the baby in a manger that we celebrate on December the 24th and 25th. 
This Jesus who sheds light everywhere. This Jesus who invites everyone because this Jesus is ever present. We see that in the text, 14 through 18. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word there is tabernacled. He tabernacled in our midst. He he set up shop. He camped in our presence. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observe His glory, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him and explained, This is the one of whom I said, The one coming after me ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. Indeed, in him we have all received grace upon grace from his fullness. For the law was given through Moses, and grace and truth came to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the one and only Son, who is himself God and is at the Father's side. He has revealed him. We look through the stories of Moses and we see it, we talk about the tabernacle and how the tabernacle was constructed to display God's presence among the people. And when we see in this passage that God tabernacled among us, it is a summation of everything that we see in the book of Exodus as God brings things together and shows the, the people of Israel what it means that He, the God who always has been, would choose to be in their midst in this moment. We can celebrate in a sense the fact that the God who always has been and the God who will always be, He has not forgotten to be in our midst. The God is here with you right now. That He speaks to you right now as we look at His Word. That He sends you into the world that He created to be light in the darkness, to be hope in despair. To be love where things seem to be loveless. That we would display joy in a world that many times has none. That God tabernacled among us. And that in this phrase that we see that Jesus is it's all pointing to him. Because Jesus is the tabernacle. He's the temple that will be destroyed and be rebuilt that we see in the book of Exodus. Exodus. That Jesus is the light in the darkness. That Jesus is the lamb to be sacrificed. That Jesus is the great high priest who offers himself for us. That Jesus is the full glory of God revealed. That, he's, that Jesus is the bread on the table. That Jesus is the blood on the mercy seat that we see in the book of Exodus. That Jesus is the door through which we enter. Before the incarnation of Jesus, the glory of God was something that the people wanted and craved. Now the glory of God is someone that you and I can celebrate that we know. Because if you want to know who God is, because of a baby in a manger who is the Word become flesh, who dwelled among us, we can look and see that if we really want to know who God is, we can think to the person of Jesus, God made flesh. And He has offered us grace upon grace. If you've ever been on an airplane, you look out the window, if you're a window seat person. And if you look out, you will see clouds as far as you can see. Or if you're over the ocean, you'll see ocean as far as you can see. You look and you look and you look and you can't get beyond what you see there. It's, it's there. The grace that God has offered us in Jesus, the baby in the manger who is the Word become flesh, says the grace that I offer you is 
rolling on forever and ever. It is there. Would we be people who respond and know that grace? As followers of Jesus in 2020, in the most unique year that I can remember, I would encourage us even now to think about the light, to think about what it means to hold a candle, to think about what it means for us to sing of the silent night, and to know that this silent night This night where we celebrate that God would become flesh and dwell among us is a night that is full of hope because we are anticipating all that God is going to do. Would we hold the light and would we anticipate and celebrate all that God is going to do? Father, we thank you so much for the chance that we've had as a body of believers to be in your word. I pray that your word will guide us, direct us, show us what it means to be yours and what it means to belong to you. And as we hold on to these candles, may we know that the light of the world has chosen to be in our very midst. The baby in the manger is God become flesh who chose to make his dwelling among us. We ask this in his powerful name, the name of Christ. Amen.